0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Melissa Boyd Grow Your Knowing Awaken Within. This is March 2019 and I am so delighted that you've joined us here today. Each month I pick a different person around the world to interview. And this month, I am so delighted to interview Val Williams. And some of you have heard me tell this story before. As a medium, I listen not just to the other side, but I listen to my guides. And I was already put together to go to London to study at the Arthur Finley College of Metaphysical Studies when in the middle of the night, I heard a voice a voice that came to me and said the name Val Williams. I'd never heard the name before. And I immediately went to the computer and looked up who was Val Williams. And suddenly I was amazed to find she was presenting the week before I was going. So I immediately registered for her course, went to the office that day, and my first client said to me, you really need to meet Val Williams. And to all of you listening, you really need to meet Val Williams. So I'm excited to bring her on the show today. Um, Val Williams is a minister in um, spiritualism and travels the world, has been um, involved with mediumship since a child, but traveling around the world for over 40 years now, and is just a kind, amazing, generous soul. Before I bring her on, I just want to read a little excerpt from her book, and I will put these links on the website, Two Worlds as One, A Medium's Life. And on page 37, people who hear spirit, clear audience, may hear subjectively the voice, the voice actually being no more than an inner thought, and yet, Through the additional benefit of clairsentience, they will come to sense the personality of the voice that guides. It is of wonderful support to know who guides us, but not vital to the transferring of information, more actually for the benefit of the medium or healer. What we need constantly is proof, 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 proof that is not for mediums to know what the necessary proof is. When we accept that as physical human beings, we are not the knowledge, not the message, but nearly the passive messenger, we will all enjoy our stages of development more. We'll allow those in spirit world who truly guide us to get on with their business, leaving us a little more free of the worry or whether or not the information is correct, rather concentrating on knowing that they are properly prepared to receive and deliver correct information. And evidence is so essential in mediumship and to Val Williams. Val, welcome to Grow Your Knowing. Thank you, Willis. Nice to be here. How are you? I'm wonderful, wonderful. A little cold in Maine, but good. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's just start with, I know that you're a minister in a in, uh, spiritualist church. So how did you actually come to mediumship?
1: Um, from being a child, I had a voice that used to talk to me, um, always telling me perhaps things that my mother was thinking, which weren't always nice thoughts. And I would just say what was in my mind. So I got slapped for that very often. And then when I was nine, there was a little girl's voice in my head. And she used to count all the paving stones on the way. And it wasn't my voice. So I didn't like that. So I thought, well, I'll go on another streak. And she won't be able to talk in my head, which, of course, didn't work. And so then I tried to shut it up as much as I can. Periodically, what I call my voice, which is a male voice, talks. And he's never told me anything but the truth. Sometimes, not very nice things, but I have. is very
0: Wow. That's, I think, you know, trusting the gift is incredible. And I know that um, there's a lot of people out there now, you know, coming to mediumship or being open to this. And we talk about spiritualism, but what is what is a spiritualist and what are their core beliefs?
1: Spiritualists, how they... Um... Hierarchy. that so we have the fatherhood of God as one of our principles. We have something called the seven principles of spiritualism, which came through the transmedia of a lady called Emma Harding's Brit. So we have God as, as our father. Um, we're very concerned about the brotherhood of man, trying to encompass and unfold all people within our religion. And um, basically, we're the same as any other religion, it's just that we have the addition of knowing that the spirit world and the spirit people in the spirit world can talk to us, and we are registered religion in this country, our ministers are very, very long in their training um and um we have i think at the moment we have
0: um about three hundred and fifty spiritualist churches wow, wow, now um. I know as a minister you do travel around the world um, and, and you um, call it service to churches. Could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I'm actually I'm going to Canada very soon. It's very exciting. Um, I'm very proud to be a British spiritualist because our pioneers worked ceaselessly to prove this evidence of life after death. That we were allowed to have a, a real religion. And so wherever I travel, I travel in my thinking as an ambassador for British mediumship. And for example, when I go to Canada, there aren't the laws governing in the same way that we have them. and we have a lot of laws governing us which protect you know, the people and in a way protect the mediums.
0: Um,
1: but other than that, I mean as a, as a spiritualist minister, we, we have services, or we have hymns, we have prayers. Um, we don't read from any book, it's pure inspiration from the spirit world, so each talk is geared up to the people who are in the church at the time. Um, but as a religion, it's beautiful, and there are a lot of uh, spiritualist churches in Canada, and uh, they're very beautifully run, there's always a committee, um, and I think it's a great honor as a British minister to be invited to churches in other countries.
0: Well, it's, it's just, it's such a, um, it's such an amazing, um, you know, process. So I guess what I would ask you is, you know, some people know about one-on-one sessions, and I know that you do um, what we call platform or demonstrations.
1: Absolutely. So
0: can you, um, you know, because what you're talking about is doing something from five to seven minutes. You know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always amazed how, and having sessions with you myself, how much amazing information can actually come through within five to seven minutes. Can you give us an example of something that's that's happened to you or that you've, you've channeled through yourself that has helped another person? Yeah,
1: thousands, actually. I'm in the middle of doing my second book, thousands. But actually, something that happened at the weekend, and it was probably in seven to eight minutes, that I was doing um, a public um, demonstration. And during the singing, I was very aware of a young man who told me he was a heroin addict, who told me he died. And I actually become the spirit person and become in the scene where they sometimes were. And I, I will never, ever um, forget this contact because it was such a privilege he allowed me. I was him, I could see a funny little pipe I could see this thing he told me was heroin, which I would have no Understanding of myself There were all sorts of strange Paraphernalia um, And I don't always know In an audience who I want to go directly to But in this case His energy was right By a young woman at the back I told everything that had happened And the poor girl was in total Not a shock, quite frankly And sometimes when people are like that, they don't like to accept the contact, but luckily she did. And um, he just told me lots about himself. He explained that he told everybody lies. He even explained that he had stolen money and told me where he'd stolen the money from and showed it to me. So all these things now, she can go home to his mum and say, I've had this message from your son, he's sorry he did that, but he didn't know how to change his life, it was too far gone for him, and she was very, very grateful, and for her to be the message carrier um, will help that mom tremendously, because there's a lot of guilt, isn't there, with suicide, with drug people, there are a lot of conditions where there's a lot of guilt left behind, which is very, very sad. So I will never forget him and the fact that he trusted me it was so important to him and so precious to
0: both of us. Oh, that is that's so powerful. And you know, when you when you talk about that and you know, as a medium I also understand, you know, the healing power of mediumship.
1: Absolutely. You know, that
0: that mediumship is about um the healing. Yeah. And bringing absolutely. through the proof so that the, the living can move forward.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there was another lady there. And I had I time to tell another Oh, story.
0: please, absolutely.
1: Um, and it was the chair, the chairman afterwards who said, what an amazing healing that lady received. Mm. My, my chairman is also an excellent medium. And it was a message to a lady. And whoever it was who was communicating from the spirit world talked about her childhood, things that had happened. They didn't say there was any actual abuse, but I think you could think in some way they had an abuse, as you know, takes many, many forms. It doesn't matter how one experiences abuse, it still has the same devastating effect when you expect grown-ups to love you, and there is the reverse of that. Yes. And this this lady who looked as tough as nails just <laughs> there quietly, with tears rolling down her face, uh, uh, what I had said and the evidence I brought from the people in the spirit world, and you know, sometimes we have to forgive ourselves, where there's been any abuse, what I've often found, and I understand this myself, is that the abused person, especially when they were a child, holds some of the guilt for the situation. Yes. Yeah. So then, a message coming from the spirit world to say, You were a good girl, this shouldn't have happened, etc., etc., I am very sorry to you.
0: Wow. You can
1: force somebody to actually close a door, it'll never go away, mm. but close a door on that incredible pain, guilt, and questioning if I'm a good girl, why do bad things happen to me? Yeah. But the power of the healing within mediumship is absolutely tremendous.
0: I I couldn't agree more, and I I love you know honor and love the evidence that you bring through. And um, can you can you talk a little bit about you know how people can deepen their mediumship? Because I think that people. Um, there are some people out there that try to work their own will thinking that it's, you know, it's more of a psychic feeling and the difference between psychic and mediumship and the surrender process.
1: Yeah. Let, let me say, first of all, um, I was born a natural medium. I have this conversation with a friend mm-hmm. at the weekend. So if you are not born and to know that you are a medium, you will still have a gift of the spirit either the ability to be a good listener, the ability to be a hands-on healer, do healing through a job, um, et cetera. I've forgotten your question. Get all
0: <laughs> the question was um, the difference between a psychic and a medium, medium and how can, how can a medium learn? Because it really is, you described it so beautifully, um, and I've experienced that as well, where you actually become the person where, your your ego, yourself steps aside, and you are just becoming that person, and you can see the hands and smell the smells. and
1: Yeah. Now, some people never will be able to do that, and, and in my growing up years, I often came across people who were, in those days, psychics. In our country, we had a lot of people who had, um, say, Irish gypsy background, mm. so they, phenomenal pieces of information but within the laws of our land now, mediums are not allowed to prophesy it's, it's absolutely illegal so wow. I can't say to you in four months this will happen so the difference between that is if I say to you I have a lady here, she says she's your grandmother evidence, evidence, evidence so you know it's your grandmother yeah. and it's staying in three months it will happen now, the psychic doesn't realize often that what they're doing, they're sort of taking information from the energy field of the recipient and just working with that, where the medium will have the evidential information of the communicator. So anybody who's got genuine psychic ability should, if they are willing, be able to uh, bring it forward as mediumship because that's your foundation stone. I think it's also a test to a lot of psychics um, who don't want to put in the hard work and effort to become a medium and it takes a lot of personal discipline
0: yeah. I say
1: to every group I don't want to discipline you but if you find your own discipline you will be able to transform your mediumship and bring spirit closer and of course that means giving a little time to meditation, attending classes when you can, making sure you've got the right person coaching you or encouraging you, um, and then all things become possible. And once you set your intent to spirit and say, I want to be the best I can be, please work with me, what you're saying to them is, look, they've been waiting for you to say that. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. Instantly from the audience, and then the only place they can get their information is from the spirit
0: communicators. It's very exciting, isn't it? It it is. I, it is. It is so exciting, and you know, having having come to the Arthur Finley College of Medical, metaphysical studies and studying with you, um, it, it's so powerful and. You know, a lot of people aren't familiar with the Arthur Finley College. Would you tell us a little bit about that school for people who might be interested in attending?
1: I'd love to. Um, It's not a college in the accepted sense that you um, have ongoing courses. It's all individual courses. Um, There is a full program of the Spiritualist National Union on the website, I think the 2020
0: programs just going out. And, and Val, I will I will put that. Um, and for people listening, I know that you want to check out Val's um, website. I will list that as well. And I'll also list the AFC website for people.
1: Lovely. Well, also, it was a gentleman who really didn't believe in anything to do with mediumship. And he was invited to a seance many, many years ago. And he researched and he researched scientifically. And I advise anybody coming into this, research. Don't just accept what a medium tells you. Research the information you give them. Um and so little by little he absolutely knew it was true. His name's Arthur Findlay. He's written many, many books, he was a very well respected gentleman. And when he died he had left to spiritualism this beautiful mansion which you mm.
0: meet. Yes. Yeah. About
1: ten minute drive from Stamford Airport, an hour from London. And um Gordon Eaginson was instrumental in
0: uh, working very
1: hard because there was no money left for it so in the olden days we used to go and it was just a house but with the energy was absolutely phenomenal they used to have all the physical mediumship courses in those days so um different tutors, you can read all about them but it is actually for promoting the truth and the evidence of spirit return you know
0: i um i tell a lot of um people who are who are mediums in the united states who go to um you know weekend training and really want to deepen i say if you really want Deep change. Go to the Arthur Finley College, and you know, I'll just, I'll just note Val that when, um, when I was there, our class, I don't know if you remember this, but the tulip tree had bloomed. The tulip yeah. tree had come into bloom. So there yeah. is a tulip tree on the campus, which is magical it's in itself, and it had bloomed. It's
1: a listed tree. Very We
0: <laughs> them cool in the country. Beautiful. Yeah. Um so I, I the one thing I, I do want people to know about you and your work, um, which I feel is so um, important is um, your your love of this work, your um, your dedication to spirit, but also your generosity in giving to charities. Um, can you talk a little bit about? why you feel that is important, and some charities that you support?
1: Yeah, for me, it's all about giving back. I was uh, in a very dysfunctional marriage to a schizophrenic who was paranoid. And spirit helped me to escape that. So I was was in that relationship for 20 years. And so my first years of finding my mediumship were actually within the marriage, which was amazing in itself, and I was very dedicated to that. And um, my mind just went totally
0: That You know, momentarily, I was a confused Mm -hmm. wife back in that situation. Mm I can the question, sorry. Um, Charity work, why do you feel important giving back and what charities do you support?
1: Yeah. So I started doing seminars, running them, booking other mediums and not even um, working myself mediumistically way back in the early 1980s.
0: Um, And I realized
1: that we can really help other people. And wherever I've gone, there has been a need. Mm. So there are stories in my book. There will be more stories in the second book. Um, We've helped people in in the Gambia, um, in Nairobi. We've given money to um, hospice when they were building a special unit for babies. It's not necessarily been things that I've had any need to know of. Um, it's just fun, usually around the time we doing a seminar. My latest thing is helping little children in Malawi, which is the poorest country in the world. Wow. And uh, to think that, a lot of our kids here really try and skip off school. They don't want to go. And these little children are desperate. And it costs the equivalent of about $45 per year to educate a child.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. absolutely
1: ludicrous.
0: Amazing. I hope anybody listening to this and feels they want to do just a little something
1: would try and find out and would sponsor a child because we're just so out, our housing, our schools, our education, everything. Um, And they just, they have nothing. It came to my attention recently that in Malawi there are many um, albino people so they can't really even go out in that blazing sun. Wow. They can't go out without sunglasses, which they can't afford. So every seminar I do in the north of England that I've done for many, many years now, um, I think we're coming up 30, about 37 years, um, we've raised almost 50,000 pounds. which is nearly $50,000. Wow.
0: That's amazing. I. And it just it it warms your heart because it's it's such a simple you know donation. People go out to extravagant dinner, they don't think anything of it, and they don't think about giving back. I remember in your seminar that we attended, you had shown um one of your charities was um helping people get their teeth because they oh, didn't have teeth,
1: yeah, we both. Oh. For, the, for a maid in Nairobi
0: oh.
1: unbelievable and actually I've just given um, about $200 to her son this is the hardship there in Kenya they work very hard for very little money in, by our standards um, his mum who owns the equivalent of about $170 a month as a maid has put that boy through college graduated um, he's got a degree in computer science and he can't get a job.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well,
1: that was there. My next raffle is going to be getting the £120 because I have paid for him to have driving lessons. Oh. And a full wow. course, £120. <laughs> and you can look up something called the Mathare um, Slum. I think it's M-A-T-H-A-R-E Slum in Nairobi. It's horrific, but the kids there have got something to fight for. They want to better themselves. They want to look after their old mums and grands. And their only way out of poverty is education. Wow. So to me, that is me giving back. I, I say to God every morning, thank God for the peace that I slept with. Thank God for this day, which will no doubt be challenging. But thank God I got out of that horrible relationship.
0: Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um,
1: absolute pleasure. An and what's interesting, when I went to India, um, I was invited there, having done somebody a reading, I think spirit were very crafty, very clever, very sneaky, <laughs> because they knew that I would see the poverty there, and they knew I would do something about it.
0: Wow. That's what's amazing. You, you know, know and you know, I, I just I just want to put a plug in for your book, which I love so much, Two Worlds as One: A Medium's Life. And what I love about this is that, um, and of course, I love about you, which made me cry. But your um, your deep truth and your authenticity, um, and your ability to surrender to Anything and everything, which is really, um, you know, I think what's so important is that, you know, mediumship, as you have taught me, is an evolution. And not just for your work as a medium, but for your whole entire life with spirit. Absolutely.
1: It's very transformational. Um, If you will listen, spirit will teach you where you need to be. You never need to push yourself they will open the doors, just the most amazing pathway, really and truly. Uh, and if anybody feels that any gift of the spirit, please don't let it lie dormant.
0: So I um I, I I want to mention a few more things. One in your training, I think it was the first day. It was a I think it was a week. You had said when you introduced yourself, do you say? I'm a medium, or yes. i'm a medium <laughs> yes and i I really feel um you know there there is something going on in the u s right now, as you may have heard around um around mediumship in fact I
1: haven't
0: heard. Um, it's, it's the whole idea of um are people coming out as truth. Or or ego. Yes. And. Um, well, it's everywhere. It's in every country. Can, can you can you speak to that, Val, please?
1: Well, the only way that anybody, in my opinion, can become a good medium is to forget self. Yes. media, and um, they're they better not to put themselves out there because it doesn't give a good view of spirit or spiritualism which is very precious
0: to us. Yes, absolutely. Um, what would you say to um what would you say to someone who doubts that there is um there is life after death?
1: I just usually laugh. Because I think you know, great if you want to doubt it. But there's there's a story in my book, um, and it it was about a policeman who I gave a lot of uh, evidence to in a very strange circumstance. And he told me I was wrong on two particular aspects.
0: Uh, And I said, well, I'm not wrong. And ask your mother when you get home.
1: And he had the good grace to write, and that's all in there. And to write afterwards that he checked with his mother and I was right. And it wasn't about me being right or him being wrong. I think everybody approaches mediumship with an open heart, an open mind, and a little cynicism, and a little, you know, sort of research quality. Because let's face it, if I come to you and I've lost a child, I don't want some. Little generic child coming through. I want my child, yeah, but I to know about mannerisms, traits, dates, sometimes names, anything that my child and I would know about. Uh, and a lot of the times that when I'm working, I find that the spirit person will give me words that were spoken at the end of their life to the one person, and often only that one living person was in the room. So the research downwards suggests. Well, where can it come from if only those two were there?
0: Right, right. So
1: I applaud anybody for having a cynical approach to it, and I think that's sensible.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So, what what is your wish or hope for the world, or anyone listening right now? Um, You know, besides mediumship, just in general, what would some of your words of advice be? I
1: I just wish that people would dare to be themselves. Mm. Find themselves and be themselves because that's who they were meant to be. In any aspect of life where there is any sort of success, and I use that word in its broadest form, um, the people have all learned to be themselves. And that if everybody would just work on the theory that Anything that's been thrown at us that we thought would abuse us or hurt us or almost kill us but we've survived from it. Mm. That is, in a way, a lesson to learn. Once you've moved on from it, you're a strong person or you couldn't have survived. <laughs> so use your strengths and share them. that knowledge with other people. Because our, our young people, I think, at the moment, are needing to have understanding of that. They need to have more coping skills and more survival skills. Um, and, and the world is a fabulous place. It's a fabulous training ground. I just wish we'd all get on a bit better than, than we do, quite honestly.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I wish everybody knew about
0: spirits. And Val, can you, would you um say your website, even though I'm going to, post it yes it's www.internationalmedium.co.uk and when is your next book out I don't
1: know every time I try to find time to write it it and I have to just stop what I'm doing and help people so I don't know I'm hoping next year sometime okay
0: well thank you so much Val um, I, um it's, it's honestly a privilege and an honor to have you on the show and to share this with people. I do want to mention, since we talked about meditation, um, I have been doing a Meditate and Donate series now for eight years. And um, it consists of a meditation followed by some um, uh, mediumship. And the next one is March 14th. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live or at River Tree Arts, then followed by April 18th, May 16th, and June 13th. And that money goes to support children's programming, the dance programming, um, art programming for children who um, are really trying to express themselves creatively. So we do hope that you attend in Kennebunk, Maine. And then I am doing a... um, a Morning of Mediumship on April 14th at the Spirit Garden or at the, at the um, Fires Portland, Maine. That includes a breakfast. And then Yoga and Mediumship on May 4th and 5th at Greener Postures in West Belmont, Maine. And I've been honored to have Val Williams my guest today. And I wish all of you um, bright blessings and be well.